Hi there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is the weekly show where we talk about three or four interesting tech topics in the news. What do you think about robocalls? Phone calls seem to be a recurring theme now on the show. But if you've got a news story you'd like us to talk about, creationstation at broward.org comes right to us. Today, I've got Miss Sonia from the West End Library. How are you doing, Sonia? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Bob? Life is good. Life is great. Uh, continuing our theme of veterans who are working in the library system. Sonia, you were in the Air Force, if I remember correctly. Oh, oh no. The Army. Army. Four oh, years. see, I'm... Okay, there we go. I apologize for that. I, I know very well how, how sensitive of a topic that can be for us veterans. But um, so tell us what you do out there at the West End Library. I'm a librarian at the West End Library. I work on the adult literacy programs, things like English Cafe and Spanish Cafe. And of course, yeah. to all the regular librarians uh, uh, yeah. managing the collection. And all of the kids, Sonia and I were talking about kid issues and youth services stuff because no librarian can do not get can get away without doing anything with children in this library system. We are a big place. We always have people around. But we've got some fun stories today, as always. And this right here, we have flying cars. Sort of, maybe, kind of. We do. They're, these are real. These are not like prototype stuff. They're not. Uh, we've talked about prototype cars in the past and things. This is not that. This is a real car, a real taxi that takes you a, on uh, Tampa International Airport. It's part of their big expansion. Uh, it's going to take 20 years for the entire expansion. And part of it is going to involve this sort of thing of taking a air taxi to or from the airport or airport environs around there. What do you think there, Sonia? Are you ready to, to jump into a flying well, car? The only problem I see with air taxis is, of course, we would need a lot more air traffic controllers to ensure that people are safe. And we're currently suffering from a shortage of same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's we if, if anybody is looking for a good, well-paying job, unfortunately, also a high stress job, go try. The FAA is hiring people as much as they possibly can right now. But yeah, I think you're right. It's as I always tease about, you know, the reason we don't have flying cars isn't because the technology is that hard. It's because how much do you trust your drivers? I mean, look at I-95 in two dimensions. Can you imagine in three dimensions? It would just be crazy. I could see that happening if it was um, if the AI ever got good enough to auto fly these things, because yeah. then you can put rules in place and get rid of the chaos factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Automated vehicles and flying is the sweet spot, I think, to relieve a lot of traffic congestion, get people off the roads. Hopefully, make I, I would much rather them hold more people than these short little. You know, individual taxi kind of things like they are. You know, mass transit is a much more reasonable thing that we need to be working on. But this is that cool factor that will attract people. And if you can do this short range stuff to and from the airport, and you're right, it's got to be near an airport in a weird way because you need that air traffic control to take care of them. 
which is one of the reasons we down here in Broward County, down in South Florida, why it's going to be so hard for this. We've got five airports in our county alone. So it's going to, it's why we don't use drone delivery and everything down here. Cause you just can't integrate that into the whole air traffic patterns. Heck we got a helicopter pad right here. At, just, you know, on the other side of the library that every once in a while, you can hear them thundering overhead. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I was reading this and I'm like, Oh, I could take this to work. They could drop me on the helicopter pad. And I could just walk right into the building. That would be awesome. And I'm like, well, yeah, but then how am I going to get around and what afterwards and who's going to, I don't know. Not to mention they're looking at drones to deliver products. Amazon yeah. would love to deliver their products using drones. Walmart is yeah. considering it. Yeah. And, and they both are. Yeah. You'd have to control. Yeah. They're both doing some stuff on college campuses where they get a lot of traction with uh, people wanting to use it. And it's easier to control because there's not normally most colleges aren't near an airfield where they uh, have to worry about that airspace stuff. Well, a lot so. of colleges could have pizza delivery by a robot and then you can oh. easily manage it on campus if the pizza place is on campus yeah. to deliver to the different places that you don't have to worry about it. Much about me, Air drones delivering pizza is a sweet spot for me, Sonia. Thank you. I like that idea. And Sonia brought us this story also about um, reducing the number of robocalls. Tell us, what, you, what struck you about this story there, Sonia? Well, the thing is that they set up a new system, the government did, with a database that people have to tell the government how they're going to manage the robocalls and obey the rules. And if they don't actually send something in, they will go ahead and um, for not permit them to, they'll tell the phone companies not yeah. to pass their calls. And that, and with that happening, it has reduced the number of robocalls because companies have to be more careful now or they lose their privilege entirely. Yeah. And we covered that on the, on the show just a couple of weeks ago when that when they got their uh, final notice for 2023 so it is a really good chance to see that this is actually making it happen those things are making an effect the number of calls went down to by 37 percent went down to uh 1.2 million now 1.2 million phone calls that you don't want to hear is still a lot it's still a lot there's still a lot of them out there I think the other thing is that a lot of people don't answer the phone unless they recognize yes. the person. And a lot of uh, phone companies will actually have been uh, beefing up their um, phone systems to the caller ID mm -hmm. systems. Yep. Yeah. And I think that that's one of those. I wonder how much of this drop or that 37% drop is because I never answered my phone. There was no... I didn't have a call to report as spam. Whereas if I answer my phone, oh, wait, that's spam, and now I can block it and report it. I wonder how much of that affects that. So, but it's it's an interesting thing, and it's making progress. Well, I think it's a problem for people because sometimes you need your phone for um, important business. Yeah. And you can't afford to 
do a lot of robocalls. But I think one of the things with the uh, election coming up, I think we can expect to see a lot more robocalls. <sighs> yeah, and sadly, uh, politicians are exempt from the robocall thing. All the election stuff, all those fundraisers, all those pollsters are exempt from the list. You cannot block them. Well, you really can't even block them, I don't think. You, can, you can't report them. If you report them, they just ignore the report because they're an allowed thing. So, yeah, not happy with that one. But well, you'd, you yeah. can block them individually on your phone. Yeah, but that's the individual call center. I don't think you can – you can't block – like I don't want to get any calls from a political party, unfortunately. But one thing – so we've got two more stories kind of AI-related – um, but actually more legal related and dealing with elections also with this. So first off is OpenAI, the people behind ChatGPT 3 and 4.5, whichever number they're on now, if you're on the subscription model, um, they are now saying if you actually use the OpenAI products and you're, you're a subscriber to them and you're using their products, they will pay your legal fees if you get sued for copyright infringement or anything. That's how confident they are now that their product is not breaking any current laws. Now, I know if you've watched this show over the last months, year, you know that we've talked about it several times. Is it legal versus is it right? What's the correct thing to do versus the legal thing that you're allowed to do? So this includes uh, ChatGPT, ChatGPT 4 plus whatever, and Dolly, which is their OpenAI's image generator. Uh, if you don't know what Dolly is, that's where you can just type in a phrase and it will create a picture for you out of that phrase. Well, one of the problems with these OpenAI images and whatnot is that how do these AI systems generate them? Well, they pull existing images. Well, they were trained on the images. They don't pull the images. And that's one of the things is because they, they don't actually take copies of the image. There's, you can't have it create the Mona Lisa, as an example. Not copyrightable, by the way. But still, you can't, it we cannot copy the Mona Lisa for you because it, it can only interpret what it knows about the Mona Lisa for you because it's seen how many tens of thousands of images of it and can recreate it in, it, in that AI's style. Yes, they train on the images, but they don't compensate the creators of the images. Correct. And that, that is... And that and, informs the work that they do. Right. And that is the thing that OpenAI is saying. And what we talked about on the show uh, two weeks ago was that the current laws just aren't there. And we need Congress to step up and redo these laws. We have this executive order we talked about at the beginning of the month uh, that the White House put out saying this is what we're going to do for AI things. But it's an executive order. It's not a law. And that's why OpenAI is willing to put their reputation on the line and say, yeah, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We know we are obeying the law. And so... You can't get sued for copyright if you're using our product, and we'll pay the lawyers to help you fight it. Well, just recently, the actors ended their strike and yeah. have um, tentatively agreed to a new contract. And one of the main sticking points was using 
a uh, the uh, companies wanted to take a scan of a, a full body scan of a person with they could animate yeah. with AI and then keep it in perpetuity, which yeah. means that their image they lose their own image and they can keep using it over and over again without compensating the person. Yeah. That was one of the things they fought about to get some rules in place. Since the government doesn't have the rules, they're trying to get it from their employees. Yeah, and they are going to. I mean, in the in the agreement that in theory they they will be voting on. They made a tentative agreement last night, as we as we have recorded the show. It was as of last night. We still have another few days before we'll all know the details of it. But what seems to have come out so far is you're going to get paid at least. They're going to still scan people and you may be able to say no. It's unclear from what I've read so far, whether you can or not. It may be part of your contract from now on that you just have to submit to being scanned. And then you do get uh, compensated for every time they use as a residual, as they use your image going forward. So maybe, I don't know. I think that that is one of those things where AI and deep fakes and everything are just part of our vernacular now and part of how we live our world. And that's what our last story is today about um, is Microsoft actually is offering up. There's going to be a new tool. Uh, Microsoft, Adobe, and a couple of other companies have put together the content, content credentials uh, software package. And they are roll, they've announced it. Uh, they're putting in their final touches now in the fall. And they are doing some interesting stuff with highlighting what is and what isn't AI generated, what has been created, what has been touched by an AI. As you were talking about, Sonia, whether is that image a real one that somebody crafted? Is that someone that somebody did uh, the manipulation with AI, did they Photoshop it and change it? Um, and that's why Adobe is involved in this very much. So that content cre credentials as a service, because this is something you pay for, um, but they're going to offer this up to all of the election campaigns starting in the spring. So, so starting January, February, and everyone will be able to use take these watermarks in a way to prove, no, this image here, we created this, we have this, and we certify that it was not anything done with AI. So it's not a deep fake. Like we talked about last week with the Arendra Modi things in India, where people are using deep fakes of him. Um, we have now... Uh, and again, we talked about this before, we have the companies coming up with laws and not laws, but coming up with rules and regulations of how you can use their software instead of Congress saying, no, this is what, you know, the Federal Elections Commission should be the one stepping up here and saying, this is what you're allowed to do. This is what you're not allowed to do and have some real teeth, which unfortunately, sometimes they don't actually have that. Well, I think part of the problem is that they are considering other matters you know the, yeah that are coming up and, and this is not a priority at the moment <laughs> yeah uh, and that's that that's kind of the problem that I have with it is that if we're not going to take these things seriously now it's going to be too late 
next year? Because next, I mean, when they were talking about this, I'm like, how off, where do you think the elections of 2024 have started? Because in case you didn't notice, the Republican Party has already held three different debates about their candidates, and we're not in 2024 yet. Well, in the United States, has some of the longest elections. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Just craziness. It, it feel it does feel like it never ends. I know the fundraising never ends, but it also feels like the campaigning just never ends anymore. It takes longer because there's more money in it. There aren't um, any limitations to the money that they can use. Yeah. And it makes it last longer. But I can understand why they would like to be careful about using AI and their image being yeah. misused. And already in the campaigns, there have been some AI-generated issues images that ended up being rather controversial yeah yep a couple of them uh one key one for, for us down here in florida that we all kind of noticed was ron DeSantis putting out one as part of his presidential campaign um but the i the idea do you think other candidates will follow through on this though because really this is dependent upon the candidate this isn't dependent yes. upon someone else imposing this on them this is going to be a candidate like Ron DeSantis stepping up and saying okay yeah I'm using this content certification that we didn't do any kind of AI manipulation with our campaign images and so yes we're willing to go out there and do it and will there be candidates who will step up and say yes we're using this and yes we're not going to uh, do it we we talked about last week meta has a new rule in place that you're not allowed to put AI-generated, AI-modified political campaign stuff on Meta, on Facebook and Instagram and the other platforms that Meta runs. But if you don't join in... <laughs> well, I think the problem is going to be that in political campaigns, depending how much money you have, social media is the cheapest way to get stuff out there and generating a lot of memes is a way to get your yeah. to get your yeah. candidate out there to and does that, yeah. the yeah. opposition. Yeah. And then does that meme qualify as an AI generated piece of content or not? If it's some if it's a, a there's tens of thousands of them out there of ex, basic stock photos that people just quickly add a different text to and bam, you have a meme and you have it out there and you're doing your thing. So, yeah, it's, it, we're in a wild new world, and we need the rules now. We need the guardrails in place now before we get too far down the road. Rules for the Internet quite a long time ago, and we basically out, outsourced it to the companies. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, man, so, okay, let's leave on a happier, fun topic, because you have a co very cool project coming up next weekend there at Weston that we talked about with all of the kids coming for you guys. And it's not just kids after school because you guys do stuff during the day for parents who have kids at home. Yes, we have. Um, we've set up a new uh, family area in the library with all the books for the younger kids in one place, a bunch with some toys and whatnot. And we have added and we're going to start doing an open play hour. This is uh, something It'll be our first one, and it will have a large selection of toddler, preschool, 
toys and it's a way, good way to meet other families in the community because you know you there's always story time but we want to add something yeah. beyond story time for families to get together and play with the toys and whatnot and it will be a great time and we would encourage folks to yeah. register for the program and come and visit us on friday november 17th we'll be doing it in our multi-purpose room which is our big room and we have a lot of uh toys we put out and then you can also see our new children's area where we have the toys daily and we get a lot of kids from the elementary school nearby families yeah. who come and utilize that space as well it's, it's a great thing and then the very next day is storybook festival at southwest regional library so yes. definitely everybody's going to be involved in coming out and doing those things so Come see That'll us. be fun because yeah. they're going to have people in costumes oh and yeah it's a blast for the kids and I'll be there too, showing off a GeoGuessr special quiz. It'll be fun. Okay, let's throw up our final slide here and slip out of the way. If there is a library or librarian you'd like to see featured on the show one week, let me know. Creationstation at Broward.org. And we'll see everybody next week. Thank you very much, Bob.